Welcome, I am Bree. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, the founder of Femme Fusion Fitness, and the author of Lady Bits, Understand Your Body, Elevate Your Health, and Reclaim Your Spark Naturally. My mission is to build community and awareness around women's wellness and pelvic health. I invite you to listen, laugh, learn about, and love all of the bits that make you whole. Let's go to the show. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm so glad you're here. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. I have been podcasting for the last, gosh, I want to say about a year, reading uh, segments from my book, Lady Bits. I'm a women's health physical therapist focusing on the pelvic floor. So the first part of my podcast really focused on my book and reading segments from that, talking a lot about women's health and pelvic health issues. And then we really transitioned into a lot of interviews. And uh, I just wrapped up actually a really great series on pelvic pain where I interviewed some folks and also did a book reading as well. But a three-part series about pelvic pain, which is so relevant event right now. Uh, Tensions are really running high in the world. And I think that's something that throughout all history, throughout all time, it's just a fact of life is there are stressors. But I think all of us can agree that 2020 has been a particularly stressful year. And for many of us, we're really kind of catching up with that and we're feeling it in our bodies. And so that is the last series that I I just wrapped up. It's a great one. Please check it out. And now today I want to do another solo cast, another just me talking episode. (laughs) So I don't have a script. I have a loose plan, which is to really talk about the power of forgiveness. Life forgives. And so why can't we? I read that in a book recently. Uh, The book was called The Power of the Subconscious Mind. I'm sorry, I've forgotten the name of the author, but it's an older book and it's it's really great. Um, Definitely written around the time of Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich and those kinds of books. So there's a little bit of uh, male chauvinism in the book, I'm not going to lie. If you check it out, just know that it's a little bit written from a, definitely a male perspective from many, many years ago, but wonderful book with wonderful wisdom. And again, that line, life forgives, so why can't we, really stuck with me. And I want to uh, explain that and explore that a little bit more and a little bit about how Forgiveness and the forgiveness wound can impact our physical bodies on so many levels from our our health in general. For me, it was affecting my skin. Uh, For other women, it can affect their pelvic floor. So I'm really exploring this and diving deep as I develop the programming and materials for my new course, uh, Transcend. It's my highest level of coaching, and we are diving deep into the mind-body connection in this program. And the program's it's actually full right now, so doors are closed, but I'm sure I'll be reopening it in the future because this is my passion. It is my absolute passion, and I cannot wait to take this group of founding members through my materials and then continue to refine it and open up the doors hopefully again in the future because I think more people would benefit from learning about this information and I know people are curious. So if you're curious, please stick around because I want to explore forgiveness, how it can show up in our bodies. And I'm also going to try to see if I can't get my coach, uh, Emma Dunwoody, who's been on the podcast in the past, 
She is a human design expert and does uh, coaching work, and she coached me for about six months. And on our last session, I actually was just watching the replay of our final session, and it struck me that I wanted to share it with you guys. So I'm really, really hoping that I can get the video file or the audio file from Emma so that I can share it with you here. So I guess I'm gonna say right now that I'm gonna share it with you. Hopefully I actually will. I'm a little embarrassed to share it with you because it's not pretty. It might even make you feel a little uncomfortable, but I thought it would be interesting for you to hear what literally a miraculous like self-healing sounds like. So I'm going to share that because Emma and I, and and just me, myself personally, uh, you know, when you work with a coach, the coach is like the catalyst for change, but the person who is being coached is ultimately responsible for following their intuition, following their guidance, going deeper on their own. And it's one thing that I always need to remind myself when I'm coaching is that I can't give my clients everything. I can open doors for them and help illuminate certain things, but they're ultimately the ones. They're smart. Like it's it's rude of me to not think that they're not capable, smart individuals who can figure some of this stuff out on their own. And that's what Emma does did for me is she held space for me to be that container for me to explore my own healing processes. And then I took the work that we did together and took things further on my own. I read certain books, I did certain meditations, I did certain shadow work on myself, and ultimately over the course of our time together and just the course of something I decided on my own, I decided I was going to heal my psoriasis, which is an itchy skin condition. I was gonna heal it using the power of the mind alone. So it's really kind of beautiful because I'd been doing this work for um, not the entire time Emma and I had been working together, but I, I really started focusing on this self-healing toward the end of our time together with, with myself and Emma. And in our final coaching session, I literally felt more than I'd ever felt before the condition energetically lift out of my body. So I would like, I'm hoping that I can get the audio file for you to listen to so you can hear it and be inspired and just feel the energy of it because I really can't capture it just with my words. It's really, I think, powerful to hear the energetic. You, you'll be able to sense through the airwaves that energetic lift of the condition out of my body. So with all that teasing aside, let, let's get first to the talk about forgiveness and how life forgives, so why can't we? So when I was reading the book, The Power of the Subconscious Mind, that line popped up and in it he mentioned some stories about how like it's human nature to forgive and move on from things like he talked about our bodies our bodies forgive like if we get a cut we get a paper cut or something like that our body just heals it and moves on it doesn't ask why or berate ourselves for being so stupid to cut ourselves with paper in the first place how could you have even done that there's none of that our body just heals it, moves forward, no questions asked. He, he talks about other other things like in, in our body, about um, our immune system, like a disease, a foreign invader comes in, a disease of some sort, and you know when our immune system is working well, it doesn't ask why or beat ourselves up for allowing that foreign invader into our bodies in the first place, for not protecting ourselves better, blah, blah, blah. Nope, it just sends out the cal cavalry and you know, does its immune system 
germ-fighting, disease-fighting job, and we recover from the illness or we prevent it from taking hold in the first place. This stuff happens in our bodies every single day, and it happens in nature every single day. I mean, take what I just said and apply it to trees. I mean, they get they get a you know a cut in the bark, and the bark heals right up. I mean, take it to animals. You think about watching. I mean, certain animals I would say might hold grudges. Like I feel like cats. I love cats, and I think cats might hold grudges. But most animals out in the world, I mean, something happens. The animals are grazing quietly or whatever. Then something happens. They get in a tussle. Then the tussle's over and they move on. <laughs> it's not like, I mean, I guess I can't speak animal languages, so I don't know for sure. But I actually was uh, heard this story once about that a gal was telling me about how she'd gone to this farm and saw this group of chickens that were all uh, in a chicken pen. And one of the chickens was, I guess, maybe pecking on someone else's food or I have no idea. But anyway, the other chicken came up and literally bit or poked or whatever they do with their beaks, poked him right on the butt, like bit him, essentially bit the chicken on the butt. And the chicken that was bit was like, well, you know, squawked and freaked out and flapped the arms around and whatever. But then within literally 20 seconds, Both chickens were back pecking at the ground, happy as can be. It's like nothing had ever happened. And wouldn't it be nice if we could be a little bit more like that with ourselves? And I say this as a person who loves to self-flagellate. I don't actually. I don't actually whip myself. But you know what I mean. In my mind, I definitely mentally self-flagellate. I self-whip. (laughs) it's actually terrible being a podcast person and a person on YouTube because I, you know, put stuff out there that stays. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I I feel like I'm a little bit brave in that way. I put stuff like this. I'm putting this out there. It's going to stay out there. Um, All of my YouTube videos, they stay. And I don't usually actually listen to them after I've recorded them or, you know, done the video for YouTube. I don't usually rewatch or re-listen. Sometimes I will. But whenever I do, I'm always like, gosh, why did I say it that way? Or, oh man, I probably said that wrong. Or, you know, I maybe I was offensive when I said that. You know, you replay scenarios over and over in your head. And for me, I do a lot of self-flagellation on issues about worthiness and whether I'm working hard enough, whether I deserve attention or respect or you know, anything, whether I deserve um, financial remuneration. Oh my gosh, what's that word? You know what I mean? Uh, Compensation. (laughs) I'm going to leave that in. I'm leaving that in. The word financial compensation for things that I do, where of course I know that I do. I mean, everybody deserves to have a job where they're getting paid for their gifts, their time and their talents. But for some reason, I tend to doubt my my worthiness, my value, all of these things. This is something I've been dealing with for my entire life. And that's a very challenging thing for an entrepreneur to deal with. I am an entrepreneur. I don't get paid by anybody else. And so I have to create my own value and then I have to request payment when it's appropriate. I have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot that I offer for free, but some programs and things that I offer are not for free. And that's up to me to decide what the value is and then to stand tall in my truth that I stand behind that value. So I'm just really being transparent with you right now and sharing that that's something that I have done a lot of work on 
a lot. Now, I'm going to tell you, though, that there is a washing out period when you uncover some of this shadow stuff. So for me, self-value, self-worth, being seen, fear of being seen, all of that is like shadow stuff that's been hidden inside of me. And I've had to work on this shadow stuff. I've had to forgive the pieces of me that are keeping the shadows inside of me. I've had to forgive the shadows. And then I've had to forgive the fact that it's been hard for me to release them. I have more shadows, such as overworking. I tend to feel like if I have a moment of free time, I need to fill it with something. I need to do something. And that right there is something I'm also working on because I don't, that's not actually how I want to live. I actually want to live a life where I do enjoy it. I do have a little bit of downtime now and then, and I don't feel bad about it. So I've been working with all of this stuff, working on finding that life that I want to live, just like every single one of you listening. I hope that you think about that. I hope that you consider that. It's not selfish to think about what you want and to think about how you can craft your life to be that life that you want. It might look completely different than mine. I'm sure it does actually, but everyone has a right to enjoy their life to their fullest potential. And whether that means enjoying it in, um, you know, opulence and luxury or enjoying it in a little, you know, very modest house in, you know, a completely different situation than opulence. It has nothing to do with like wealth or riches or anything like that. It has to do with what life do you want to craft and how can you make steps toward a having that life. You have to be that person. You have to know what that life even is. That's the first step is even letting yourself dream a little bit and then taking the steps to become that person. So for me, I want freedom. Freedom is hugely important to me and I want freedom in all sorts of things. But I mean, just again, time freedom is really big. And so I've been taking steps toward having more time freedom and having a little bit more free time, a little more wiggle room in my day. And I feel guilty as heck taking that downtime. I feel guilty for even wanting freedom and downtime as a part of my life. I feel like I should be contributing to society in every single moment or, you know, I'm being selfish or greedy, all of those types of things. These are shadows that I've worked on and I'm having to forgive. So again, this, all of this stuff, all of these shadows, all of these emotional pieces, all of this guilt that we can hang on to, and this resentment of ourselves or of others, of things in our past, maybe of bodily conditions that we have. For me, I had a ton of resentment about my gut health, which has contributed to so many issues over the year, years. It's made it so that I can't enjoy things the way other people can. I can't sample the local foods because of my uh, food intolerances or I get very, very sick. And I've had this for my whole life. I've had gut issues. It makes it so that I can't live a free, freedom-filled life in the world of food. And that makes me sad. I've had to forgive that. But I can't tell you that it's been easy. I can't tell you that it's been like how life forgives where it's just a wound and then it closes up and you move on. Or a chicken who pecks another chicken's butt and they move on. No, no, no. For me, it's been a long-standing forgiveness process of working with it, sitting with it, looking at the positives of you know, what I do have now. Even though I, I can't have X, Y, and Z, I can have 
A, B, and C, you know? So it's been releasing it to source, surrendering, letting go. All of this has been helpful and it has taken time, but you know, it's definitely possible for anyone listening to, to, to find and uncover these things that we hang on to and then forgive them and let them go. I have lots of relational relationship things in my past that I've been working on forgiving that have manifested in some of these issues that I mentioned about worthiness and, um, value, value of myself, um, healing these things, forgiving them, moving on and letting go. And then the time piece is the last one I'll mention. And that's the one where I've been kind of working on enjoying myself a little bit more and, you know, putting down the, my work every so often, maybe reading a book that's actually fun and not just a a book about pelvic health or something like that. And all of this lightens me. It actually physically lightens me and it's helped me. It helped me to slowly resolve my psoriasis, okay? My skin condition. For you, if you're listening, if you have pelvic health issues, resentments from your past, burdens from your past, all of these things that you may be hanging on to from your past and maybe not forgiving and moving forward with or you know, releasing and letting go, they can hang in your body. They can stick in your body. They can wreak havoc in your body on your digestion. They can bind things up. And we all know digestion actually impacts your pelvic health. They can lead you to stoop over, to not have energy because you're drained from the energetic um, holding of these issues from your past, you are energetically and emotionally drained. And that can make your shoulders slump. It can make your posture poor. It can make you not want to work out. It can make you not want to eat well. And we know that all of those things, having good posture, moving your body regularly, eating well so that you have good and easy digestion, those are all really important pieces for your pelvic floor. So I hope you're seeing now how emotions can translate into your physical body and physical conditions that you may have. So not only can releasing the emotions lighten you up energetically, which for some people they're totally going to resonate with. For others, it might just sound kind of like, I don't know about that. I totally get that. No worries if you kind of are in the camp of like, I don't really, I'm not really resonating with energy, etc. That's fine. But if you think of the physical, the physical carryover of these stagnant belief patterns and these shadows that just really lodge in your heart and your soul and they take over your mind body when they do that they do absolutely lead to energetic drains which can lead to not eating well not exercising carrying yourself differently poor digestion stress etc which all of those impact your health physically so you really can't deny that connection and working on those shadows working on those blocks working on forgiving some of those wounds the worthiness wound the the self-valuation wound valuing your time valuing your space valuing your desire to have a better life it's okay to say that you want more or you want things to be different we are taught from a young age to be nice and to play nice and not ask for very much and you don't want to overstay your welcome and you don't want to be rude and you don't want to be too much and you don't want to be greedy and you don't want to be selfish you don't want to be any of those things 
And also, by the way, always look to outside experts. You have to ask your teacher. You don't want to get in trouble by the principal. You got to ask someone, ask the doctor, and they can tell you because they're the experts, not you. Okay? Are you sensing a wound? (laughs) Are you sensing a societal wound that we all have? A wound of lack of self-value, lack of self-trust, lack of self-worth. And then all of that, because we don't value, we don't trust, we don't, uh, we don't think we're worthy, we then have a whole heck of a lot to forgive when it comes to ourself. We have a lot to forgive when we feel like we want more, when we want different, when we maybe feel like we need some help. Maybe we feel like we need a break. Maybe we feel like... Um, you know, you, you can think of all these things. Plus, you bring in, again, resentments, past hurts, past trauma, past abuse, all of that. Like, this is big, guys. This is big. So I, <laughs> I, wanna, I think that I've made it pretty clear now about the forgiveness wound and about how life forgives. Why do we find it so hard? And it's because, you know, we have very complicated psyches and, and subconscious paradigms that basically form our identity. So much of our identity is formed. It's it's our subconscious. It's not even something we're really consciously aware of, but it's all the stuff we grew up with. I love the analogy of it's like an iceberg. And like we, what what we, even what we see of ourselves and definitely what the world sees of us is like the tip of the iceberg. And underneath the water is all of your experiences from your past. Everything that you taught since you were a baby up through school, what you heard in school, what you heard from parents and friends and community members and church uh, families and doctors and everybody, you know, who all had their own stories and their own subconscious paradigms that they were dealing with. It's a whole heck of a lot of icebergs all converging upon you and you're getting all of their bottom of the underwater icebergness piled onto your little underwater icebergness, creating your subconscious paradigm of who you are. And that's really, you know, where a lot of these uh, shadows are held and stored is underneath the tip of the iceberg. So if you choose to embark on this, I'm not going to say it's easy to find and uncover and release. And it doesn't have to be arduous and terrible at all. But basically what it is, is it's acknowledging when something comes up that you're like, oh, gosh, that's something. That's something I probably do need to forgive. Then you you look at it. You don't just say, oh, whatever, it's not a big deal. You look at it, you acknowledge it, and then you disidentify with it. You actually realize that doesn't actually need to be underwater with you anymore. You could actually allow that little piece of your iceberg to just sort of drift away. <laughs> Allow it to chink away. Pretend like there's a little chisel in the the base of your iceberg, the underwater part of your iceberg, and allow that little piece to just drift away. It's actually not a part of you. It doesn't have to be a part of you. You can let it go. Life forgives. The body forgives. So why can't we? Why can't we let it go? We can. That's the beautiful thing is we can. You have so much power. And you can actually reprogram a lot of that subconscious identity, that subconscious context that we unconsciously live so much of our life from. So when you do that, there can be a little bit of a um, period that feels uncomfortable. And like I said, some of these things can manifest in your body. For me, a lot of the issues were manifesting 
and I'm going to really quickly kind of backpedal a little bit. I want to make it very, very clear that this is my story about psoriasis, and I'm not trying to tell anyone to live their life a certain way or to treat their psoriasis a certain way. But my story about psoriasis and what I know to be true for me is that after years and years of dealing with this condition, many, many years, after trying every treatment, even medications, um, all sorts of natural remedies, changing my diet even more, this, that, and the other thing, nothing was working. And so I decided to address the power of the mind. I decided to believe that our tissues are actually designed to heal. Our bodies are designed to heal. And I decided to acknowledge that there could be some emotional stuff going on that I need to release and let go of that could be contributing to the condition. So with all that being said, I believed that I trusted it and I just allowed the process to unfold. And within about 50 days, my psoriasis was cured. Again, this is my story. I'm not trying to say that it's going to cure your psoriasis. I'm just saying my story was this way. Now, part of this cure was the the really um, all the work that I did. But then you, if you're curious about listening to a big lift that actually manifested in my condition lightening up even more on my foot, which is where my foot and ankle is where the psoriasis is. I had this big lift, an energetic lift, where it literally, the emotions lifted out of my body. And with that, my symptoms reduced, the itching went away even more. And with psoriasis, the more it itches, the more you respond by itching it, the worse it gets, of course. And so I was really working with not itching it, with disidentifying from the the uh, identity of being a person with psoriasis. Essentially, when I itched, I would be like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why that would be. I'm not going to really itch it because eh, it's nothing. It'll go away soon. So I was working a lot with that, almost denying it, even being an issue, and that really helped. But when this last piece with Emma, my coach, occurred, the lift was palpable, the energetic lift, uh, and I was able to feel it resolve from my body. And from that moment forward, it really was just a matter of getting a few little extra bits of that were still sort of scarred. being relieved and they would itch now and then i'm not saying it was perfect at all like they would itch now and then things would happen i would backslide a little bit i would have stressful times when my foot would respond by itching like crazy and i might itch it a little bit sorry that was my cat if you could hear it i might itch it a little bit i might backslide a little bit but then i'd forgive myself and move forward and remember that sensation of the energetic lifting from my time with emma And I would remember, I'm not a woman with psoriasis anymore. I've resolved this condition. It's not even a thing for me. And literally, I would stop itching again. So again, I'm not trying to say that things were all rainbows and sunshine after this energetic healing that I'm hoping to share with you in the audio recording. Um, But it really, really helped. And it gave me something to revisit mentally every time I had a bit of a backslide. Every time I emotionally felt stress, I emotionally felt pressure, I emotionally beat myself up. Those sorts of issues would make me itch. And so I would just recall this situation and feel so much better. So, and, and to really quickly to apply it to pelvic health before I share it with you, just imagine that sensation of all of your burdens, of your all of all of your energetic stuff being lifted from your body. How would that feel on your pelvic floor? 
Just take a minute to think of that. If you have prolapse, if you have bladder leakage, even if you have pelvic pain, the sensation of lightening the load. Can you just feel that right now? Oh, it's amazing. You literally carry yourself differently. Your body literally works differently when you energetically release these things. Emma described it as a heroin addict. I had said something in my... Um, conversation with her about itching like I felt energetic itching not a physical itching my skin itching but an energetic itching to do something and she said that that is something that is uh, an addict will who's um, uh, withdrawing from heroin with their skin will itch and I had been talking about wanting to do stuff like physically itching to do stuff and, and having a hard time backing off and slowing down and i realized that this was a physical manifestation my, my psoriasis was a physical manifestation of this withdrawal process that i've been going through for the last little bit like my psoriasis had been getting worse on my ankle as i'd been owning my value a little bit more owning my worth a little bit more and owning the fact that i want my life to be a little bit different i want to enjoy it a little bit more as all of that happened my psoriasis had actually been progressively getting worse it had been getting worse. And so as I started healing all of those issues, forgiving all of those issues, working with all of the shadows that come up with that, my psoriasis started getting better. And then when Emma made that connection about the withdrawal, that is when the miraculous self-healing occurred. And you can never predict when it's going to occur. Like you can never predict it. But I kind of poo-pooed the idea of these like miraculous healings. I kind of was like, yeah, I don't know about that. But I was not expecting it and it happened in this session. So anyway, I'm hoping that I have a session to splice in right about now. And if I do, <laughs> then I will come back after I play the audio. And again, remember, it's a little bit weird for me to be sharing it with you, uh, but bear with me and then I'll come back on very briefly at the end just to kind of wrap up. I guess what I'm feeling is this like sort of a constant itch like well but you need to be doing that you need to be doing this so there's sort of this like bugaboo in the back of my mind sort of itching at me to do something so that's part of it and even if i can sort of let it go there's this feeling of well it can't be this good it can't be this yeah. easy and the it thing just, that's that's really interesting about what you just said um and probably might sound like a weird connection but even the way you described it that so number one it's you telling yourself these things but number two, that you talk about it being an itch. Now, there's not much I know about heroin, but one thing I do know about heroin is that you itch. Like when you need heroin, apparently you itch. And this is exactly what I was coming to, was that you're addicted. You're 100% addicted to that thought pattern. Emma, hold the phone. You know that psoriasis is itching, right? Oh, stop it, of course. <laughs> I'm freaking out. Yeah, you're addicted. I'm addicted. And you're literally having withdrawals. You are having withdrawals Holy. from doing. That's what's Whoa. going on. That's what happens is I itch my skin till it bleeds. And that's what perpetuates the psoriasis is you itch it so much. And whoa. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at all the synchronicities. You're standing at the start line. You're standing at the Leo start line. Oh my God. And today is the new moon. You know that. I mean, it's yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. And it's literally that addiction. 
It's yeah. And the funny thing is on this whole call today, I have my psoriasis is down low, but my head's been itching. Like my, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been like itching my shoulder. I've been itching my scalp. I've been itching everything. I'm just itchy everywhere. Yeah. This is crazy. It's proper withdrawals. Like it's proper, like this is letting go. That, that addiction to doing is it, it's moving on. And this is the physical evidence you have. Like you need to journal on this shit to show that brain like far out. I'm going through withdrawals. I'm properly in rehab from doing. Holy crap. <laughs> and I don't have to do all the time. I don't have to do all the time. You only do when you feel like you want it. Oh my God. I can't, my brain's at like kind of not processing right yep. now. This is so good. This is so yep. good. It's, yeah. It's so good. Like it's so powerful. And it's that lesson to just engage that superpower energy because you have so much. Only when you feel it's correct for you via that solar plexus. Like you don't have to engage those superpowers through the mind. That's what you're detoxing from, the mind yeah. driving. Yeah, and the constant being busy. Yeah. Yeah, and the mind driving, yeah. Dang. That is so good. <laughs> that, that full circle moment right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, this is amazing. This is yep. what I... And I do actually think that that's a great, a really great note to leave it on because it's time yeah, for you I just to, to, like, talk yeah. about last session like okay right i'm properly body is going through detox it's letting it go it's amazing oh my god i almost feel like i i want you to write something on this or journal on it and like this is a watershed moment i love it it is and i'm not kidding you like i almost want to cry right now but i literally like i'm looking at my foot right now my and i can see I'm freaking out a little bit. I'm kind of freaking out right here. You're doing good. You're doing great. Like I can't, I'm having, oh, I'm having a moment. That's good. Like I'm feeling, oh my God, I can't even talk. You're doing so good. Oh, oh, oh my God. I'm sweating. I feel it lifting out of my skin, Emma. Like, wow. it's like right now, lifting out of my skin. You might have just performed fucking self-healing. <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it all running through me. It's crazy. Like I can feel tingling, like being lifted up off me like that. It's crazy. I can feel all up the back of my neck. Like it's all just rising up. Oh, my God. Okay. Wow, you're amazing. <sighs> okay. Thank you, Emma. Oh my God, you're so, so, so welcome. I was like, I think I need to go walk outside. You go walk little. outside and we'll have like a conversation and a, and a you know, what's the word? Um, I'll boxer you. I'll yeah, boxer yeah. you. Yeah, Just yeah. And I'll send you this, this, but I'm going to let you go and process. process. Well, there you have it. So that was the very end of my final session with Emma. 
I don't know if it really translated as well without you being able to see, but I think that you probably could feel the energy that I felt of the condition, sort of the last remnants that were holding on after the forgiveness work that I'd done to kind of pave the way. uh, I was really able to just feel this really miraculous last final lift of this issue from my body. So I can only hope for you, if you're still listening now, obviously you're open-minded to this kind of mind-body medicine. And I just want to, I'm sharing this with you only to inspire you that doing the work, uncovering those shadows, pulling out the roots of the weeds that are in our subconscious minds, forgiving ourselves, forgiving our condition, forgiving the fact that it even happened to us, Uh, Again, taking it back to pelvic health, I always come back to the fact that so many women who have prolapse or any pelvic health issue, it's so easy to have resentments that we may hold against um, healthcare providers who didn't diagnose us correctly or even resentment against ourselves for developing it in the first place, for not knowing that this was an issue that they, you know, that, that could have been dealt with earlier, all of these things. It's time to forgive and let go. And it's very possible that one day you'll just be talking with a friend or you'll just be doing some kind of meditation or some kind of work and you will feel even more of an energetic lift because every time you forgive, you're giving yourself a little mini lift, a little mini lift, mini lift, mini lift. But then in some cases, for some people, they'll experience a miraculous big self-healing lift. It is possible. You hear these stories and they do happen. And I'm so grateful that I feel like I was able to share this story with you just to show you that these big miraculous healings do happen on conditions that would normally, you wouldn't necessarily think could be a mind-body medicine issue. And I do hope to bring this more into the world of pelvic health. Everybody's journey is going to look different. I can't say that enough. Everybody's journey is going to look different, but applying these mind-body principles and the principles of forgiveness and releasing can go a long, long way. So thank you so much for being here all the way till the end. Please do check the show notes for more ways that we can connect, more resources that I have, uh, and also a way you can get in touch with Emma if you feel like you would benefit from her coaching services or some of the work that she offers because she really is amazing and um, was definitely a part of of my self-healing of my physical condition, which in this case was psoriasis. So thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the entire show. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend. Let her know how it helped you and what you learned and why she might like it too. And if you would like a free downloadable video portfolio that includes the inner core energizer routine that's found in my book, Lady Bits, plus the first seven days of my ab camp series, simply leave a review of this podcast on iTunes and then send a screenshot of of your review to me, Brianne, at femfusionfitness.com. Again, that's Brianne at femfusionfitness.com. I will personally get back to you with your free downloadable video portfolio. I will see you next time. And remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit.